You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley, and today we get my wife as a guest again. So Cassandra's here. I'm sure the listeners probably enjoy it, (laughs) having... Getting to listen to your perspective and your point of view versus just hearing me. Sometimes I, f- I think I just babble. But having you, it actually brings another, like I said, perspective. And you ask questions I don't think about. So we appreciate you coming on to our podcast. It's good to be here. Used to do every one with us. And I know. You got so busy that we had to, you had to push me kind of over that ledge and be like, okay, Steve, it's time for you to do it on your own. Exactly. So. And it's been working out. Our listens, um, you know, are still there. So they didn't stop listening when you stopped being on every week. So we appreciate it. But anyhow, today is episode 221. And today's topic is black mold air testing versus tape lifts, swabs, and PCR testing. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is, you know, a lot of times I get asked, by a lot of people, and we, we've talked about the ERMI and Hertz me testing method, and that's a PCR test. That's a, a DNA-based test. Um, for our listeners that aren't familiar with that type of testing, it's, um, it's more dust sampling, and they send you a cloth, or you can do it with a vacuum, and you take a sample from this room and that room and this room, and then you put, like... It's almost like a health report card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They give you a health score based on your personal health. And then they take the results as to the molds they found. And it's DNA based. So it's a lot more particular. And they give you a score. And so I think with ERMI, like anything over an 8 or 10, I don't even know for sure, is not good. 
Um, that's not something we do. It's DNA-based testing is just a little more than what we care about. And I know that sounds crazy, but to me, in a, a visual inspection in conjunction with testing is way more important than, than PCR testing. But anyhow, that's why I wanted to talk about it because I think a lot of people don't understand why they're like, Steve, why don't you care about ERMI testing? And it's like, because it doesn't really pertain to what our focus is. Well, I also think a lot of people think that if they are calling somebody in, whether it's a mold inspector or a home inspector to do quote-unquote mold testing, that it it's all the same. Right. When really when you're calling somebody to do mold testing for you, you should both understand the types of mold testing and you should actually understand what kind of mold testing you're looking for that person to do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know, kind of brings up uh, something with the PCR testing. That is a lot more of a do-it-yourself kind of testing. Um, and it, you know, you had a great point. You need to know what you're paying for and what types of testing. Now, I know there are a few companies out there that do that ERMI testing, but for the most part, most of us don't. And once again, I can only say why I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, it's not like it. I'm not saying that it's a waste of money. It's just nothing that I'm I'm a fan of just because I believe the inspection side is a lot more important. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, like, well, then what's the purpose? You know, what what, what is the purpose of an air test? And a lot of it de- depends on what we're doing it for. When we do mold mitigation, we're running an air test after we're done to do what we call a clearance test. Um if I'm running an air test with a mold inspection, I'm doing it to kind of get an overall assessment of the the mold types that are in the air. And, you know, I want to be clear, like an air test, and I just, it sounds like I'm contradicting myself because I said we do it after we do mitigation, but an air test by itself is not an accurate way to say your home is healthy. It's not accurate at all, actually. And it's, because the inspection side is so important. Well, and I guess my question is, when when people ask you, well, what kind of mold testing should I do? What's your answer to them? Because you understand there, there are different ways to test for mold, but what are people looking for when they actually come to you and say, I think I need mold testing? Well, there, that's why a mold inspection is important, because there's a lot of questions you ask. Like, so why do you believe you need mold testing? And there could be 10 different answers. You know, there could be a, well, my 15-year-old teenage daughter has been sick ever since our basement flooded. Well, is her bedroom in the basement? Like, you know, those. there's a lot of important questions that have to be answered that pertain to, and I, I'll say this for me, as an inspection, because my inspection is what you call my CSI investigation. Mm-hmm. Like I ask a ton of questions. I want to know, you know, some history as far as I'm not going to ask my clients their personal health history. But when it comes to more mold related items um, or concerns, like I'm going to ask them those things. And so, you know, to answer your question, that's why it's hard to just tell them what kind of testing they need, because I don't know what they're looking for. If they're if they're if they come to me and they say, well, "We just want to make sure our home's fine." 
You know, I, I don't do any testing without an inspection. And that's the reason why. So I know I didn't really answer your question, but it, it, when somebody asks me what type of testing do I need, I would tell them it's based on the inspector and their findings at the time of the inspection. Well, but I think that's where people will have a lot of questions. As a, as a laywoman, I would think mold testing includes an inspection. Does that make sense? Like I would, yeah. I would, I would expect that if I'm calling a company and I said, "Hey, I need a mold test," that they're not just coming to do a mold test. That in order for them to be able to tell me about what they find, that there's a level to which they're doing an inspection. But what you're saying is a mold inspection is, while a mold inspection typically includes mold testing, mold testing doesn't necessarily include an inspection. That yes, uh, so so with CNC contractor services, mold testing, you have to have a mold inspection. Okay. So our fees include both, um, but there are a lot of companies that will just come out and do testing. They literally come out set up their whatever type of testing they're going to do, but typically an air test. They set up their equipment, they run the test, and then send them to a lab and then call you two weeks later and tell you what the results are. And I personally think that you're doing a disservice to your clients because if I was to do that, and let's just say I ran an air test in the basement, we always do an outside test for baseline, then, so we do the outside, then we do the basement, we do the main level, and then that, you know, 15-year-old daughter's room. We don't know, when I get the results back, if, if there's something really concerning, let's say on the main level, I don't know what caused that. Like, <clears throat> let's just say I did the test in the hallway, and we didn't test any other rooms upstairs on the main level. If it comes back with stachybotrys and really high counts of different molds, like if I didn't do an inspection, how do I answer the question to my client when they say, well, what caused that? Exactly. Well, so at that point I go, oh, it's going to cost you $400 for me to come do an inspection. Yeah. Um, and, and I say this because there are a lot of companies that will only do just testing and I'm not knocking the actual companies themselves. A lot of times the clients are saying, well, you know, we don't have $500 to pay you for an inspection and two tests, Mm -hmm. which is currently that's what our fees are. Um, They want to say, well, you know, I can only pay $200 if you can just do testing. So my point is to our listeners, testing by itself, I have no way to know why we're seeing the numbers we're seeing. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So I think it's important for listeners to understand that when they call a company, they need to be clear on what they want. Do you want just mold testing? Do you want a mold inspection with testing? So you're actually getting what you need. Well, and I'll tell our listeners right now, you're, you're wasting your money and your time, in my opinion, if you're only gonna do testing. Because let's just say, you know, well, we listen to your podcast, Steve, we trust you, Um, you know, we're going to pay you to analyze our test results, which is a package we have. But when I do that, I'm going to ask you, what were the inspection results? And so just doing testing, you know, for, for our listeners, 
like I get it. Like, you know, times are tough. The economy's not the greatest and you might not have the money, but I do believe you're you're doing a disservice to yourself and your entire family or the occupants of that property if you only do testing. It's just it's not going to tell us anything. And I, and I shouldn't say it that way. It gives us information, but it doesn't give us enough information to know. Exactly. And and I know a lot of times I compare this to doctors, but it's very similar. Like, you can't just call your doctor and say, I want an MRI of my brain. Exactly. Yep. They have to see you and assess you. There's an assessment piece to yes. it. There's an assessment piece. But then even when you get to, let's say somebody's had the inspection and the testing, I noticed that there's lots of questions about, well, what is the best way to test for mold? And some people go, it's definitely ERMI. Some people go, it's definitely tape lift. Some people go, it's definitely air testing. What are your thoughts on which is the best? So you have to do, and it's a good point you bring up, because to me, air testing by itself is not an accurate way of testing for mold. And the reason why is different mold types have different consistencies, weights, um, characteristics like, you know, the stickiness or how tacky they are. So stachybotrys is a heavier, stickier mold. So when it becomes airborne, it's a lot easier to just settle on top of a desk and stay there or on top of a baseboard or on top of a bookshelf where like lighter, not as tacky or sticky mold types are more prevalently airborne all the time. So you could run an air test and not, there could be a toxic mold infestation, stachybotrys, which is the black mold. There could be a, a, a toxic mold problem and you might not pick it up in an air test because those spores are not airborne. Does that make sense? That makes sense. They could be hidden in a wall cavity and homes are somewhat pressurized. And, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. Homes when you go into them and as an inspector, all we're getting, even with testing, we're only taking a snapshot of that moment. You know, when, when your babysitter comes and watches your kids and they just woke up from a nap and they're getting fed and for that two hours, they could be great kids. But before all that, they could be not so great kids. And so that babysitter is only getting a two hour snapshot. Well, we're only getting the same thing when, when we're in there. And my point is, is that we, I prefer to do tape lifts in conjunction with air tests. Now, that costs more money for our clients. But at the end of the day, it kind of brings us back to your question before, like what types of testing do they need? Well, I'm going to recommend the different types of testing based on what I find Okay. in the inspection. We don't go in and do the testing first and then do an inspection. We do an inspection or an assessment of the property. And then I say, okay... Let's just say we didn't find any concerns, but your 15-year-old teenage daughter's having issues in her bedroom. So let's run an air test in the basement. Let's run an air test in her room, and let's do a couple of tape lifts or one tape lift on top of the baseboard or maybe on top of a bookshelf somewhere. That gives us a lot more information as to the overall quality of that, especially that area, that bedroom. Like there's... You know, if there was a flood and and we see something with the infrared camera, we can get out our moisture detector. We can go a little deeper. We can 
get our borescope out and actually do a wall cavity inspection with a borescope. We can actually do a wall cavity test. Like there's lots of options we have. And when I say we, that, that we do at CNC Contractor Services so that we can isolate things. And so it kind of brings us back to the whole, why don't you only do air testing? We just don't know for sure if those molds are always in the air when we're doing the air test. Okay. And so doing both kind of covers a lot of territory. Exactly. Okay. And I'm clear in my books. I've been clear on the podcast. Like I never take my inspection, my test results and take that to the bank and go, yep, you're fine. As you very well know, if, if we do, and so I keep using that same scenario, if we do an inspection and we get the, the lab results back and this 15-year-old girl still having issues, um, you know, we can go down the medical side of it. And when I say we, I can recommend, you know, someone like Dr. Fox. And we can work in conjunction with a doctor. And and it very well could be, you know, I don't know about all the female stuff, but it could be like female issues. Exactly. That's causing all these symptoms. But before we rule that out, we we do need to do our due diligence on our side of things and make sure there isn't a mold problem in the wall cavity. But once again, that's why it's so important to get, you know, you get a mold specialist like myself and inspector involved and get a doctor involved. Because if you don't, you know, it's not to me, it's not ethical for me to walk away from my client and say, yeah, I don't know why your 15 year old daughter's sick, but good luck. Exactly. Like no. we want to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. So then, I mean, you're saying air testing with tape lifts is solid in terms of territory and covering a range of things. Why, what's your take on swab testing or PCR testing? Why don't you like it so much? So the, the PCR, I kind of covered that. It's the ERMI. Um, one of the biggest reasons I don't like it is the fact that you're taking one sample. So when we do a tape lift for our listeners, it's literally scotch tape. And if I take that tape and I press it down on this desk, and then I take this same piece of tape and I go into your office and I press it down on the desk. And then I go upstairs in our bedroom and I press it down there. And then I go into one of the kids' bedrooms and I test it there. We're at what, four rooms that I've mentioned? Mm -hmm. Four or five? So I send that tape lift off to the lab. The lab comes back. First and foremost, they're probably going to tell me it's a contaminated sample. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, there's too much stuff on here, Steve. Like, they literally would say to me, what, what the hell did you do? Like, yeah. like were you on, in a construction? Like, were they just sheetrocking and sanding? And there's so much debris and stuff on this tape. We can't even identify the mold. Yeah. Let's say they can identify the mold and they come back and they say, yeah, there's a high, high count of stachybotrys, the black mold, toxic mold. Well, how do I tell my client where that came from? Exactly. You don't know. You don't know where it came from. That's <laughs> like, the problem. It's kind of like, well, it came from your house. Yeah, so, but you don't know. Yeah. So it's not very accurate. And, and like I said, the DNA side of stuff is not, we don't get that deep because I don't, the medical side is where they go that deep as far as mold. Does that make sense? Well, it does make sense, but it also, it, that brings up a really good point. There are two, two sides to testing when you have mold concerns. One is the mold testing you're talking about. 
and the other is medical testing on your body to see what's going on with you. And so one doesn't replace the other. They work in conjunction to help figure out what's going on. Yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you can do that with, with the ERMI test too. I mean, that's, that's a great way to do that. But for me, it's the costs involved. I'll just say it that way. That's probably a better way of me saying it. We don't really, I don't want to say we don't care, but we're not diving that deep into the DNA side of the mold. We're more concerned about the property conditions and the mold types. That's it. But to do an ERMI test, and I don't even know anymore what it costs from what my clients say, it's like $400 a pop. Correct. For us to go in and do an inspection and two tests is $500. We charge, and I'd have to look it up, but I believe it's an additional $70 or $80 per sample we take. Mm -hmm. We can do what we need to do for a lot cheaper. So that's why the DNA side of it to me is just, it's a lot of money. Because if we were to do the inspection and the ERMI testing, let's say the ERMI testing costs us $400. Well, I have to charge our client like $1,000 exactly. to do an inspection and that. So Correct. a lot of that's costs. Um, but the main thing too is you're taking a sample and you're going in several different rooms with it. Now, a swab is is very similar to that why I don't like it and our lab doesn't like it. So, just think about if there's mold here and you do a tape lift. You push down the tape, you lift it up. You take that tape, you put it in its sleeve, you ship it off to the lab. Now, a swab just so for our, our listeners so that they know, it's the same swab. It's a medical grade swab that they use on your throat for uh, strep throat. Okay. It's big, long, comes in a sterile tube. Well, if if your mold is sitting right there and you take this and you roll it, you kind of make it more difficult for the lab to look at that under a microscope. That's true. So you you kind of smear it. Yeah, you smear it, which means you also contaminate the swab. Okay. And, you know, what, what we have to keep in mind as far as the listeners need to know you know, there's skin cells, there's pet dander, there could be just dust that's in that sample too. And so when you take that Q-tip or I don't know what you call it, and you roll that, it just makes it really difficult for the lab to analyze that sample versus a tape lift is clean. It's easy. It's literally already on a slide. The lab technician, the microbiologist can look at it and very typically very easily identify what kind of mold is on it. Okay. Was that a short way of answering your question? (laughs) That was a short, long way of answering it for sure. (laughs) So what's your call to action for people? Make sure you hire the proper inspector. Okay. Um, We kind of talked about it a little bit. You know, if if you have a company that's going to come in and you can pay them only to test, I would question, you know, how do they determine what's going on in your home with only an air test. And, you know, I'm not saying you can't, but I would highly question if somebody just came in and did a couple air tests in our home and then came back and said, yep, everything's fine. Yeah. Because I could easily say, well, we have defective grading and drainage over here on the back corner and in the basement in that same area adjacent to it, the sheetrock is all water stained. So you mean to tell me there's nothing going on? Exactly. And they'd be like, well, what grading and drainage and what water stain? They don't know because they didn't do an assessment of the property. Correct. So to me, it seems simple, but make sure for our listeners, 
that you get the proper inspector in there to do, you know, there, there's a difference between just testing and a mold inspection and both should be done. Absolutely. So for all of our listeners, I appreciate all of you for listening. Um, it's not often that we actually promote the, the podcast you're listening to, but if you could, you know, our numbers are doing great. They just keep going up. But if you could make sure you go to what Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon, Amazon, and um, does Apple have a? Yes, Apple Podcasts. Okay, but go 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 to whatever platform you use and tell four or five of your friends or family about the Toxic Mold Podcast and subscribe to it because our listens just keep going up and up, and we couldn't do it without people like you that come help me do it and our listeners that are listening absolutely all right thank you for listening this was episode 221 have a great day thank you for listening to this episode make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist again go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today you can also on cnccontractorservices.com Find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.